Blog Talk Radio. Eight. 
or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. Yep, it's available right now. Pull it up right now. You can ask your questions, leave your comments, or you can send your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, two believers, Tabernacle Church, while our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, if you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you for your continued prayers and support. I want to apologize for a delayed start. Had a couple of things to come up, but thank God that God has allowed us to be here Safe and sound And so without further ado We had something planned But um, I was on the phone with A great young man I call him a godfather Um, We were talking today And I felt the need to just Share with you all And right now I'm going to get him On the air He's been here before On the website On uh, the podcast His name is Minister Timothy Green Minister Green, are you there? Yes, yes. How are you doing yes. today? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Glad to be on the show. Good, good, good. Um, like I was saying, you know, a lot of time with um, – I like this with a few of the people that are uh, in my inner circle, and my circle is small. But there are some key people that uh, every time I get a chance to talk to them, sometimes it may be – um, days that we may speak uh, with each other, maybe a couple of days straight, or sometimes it might be uh, we might miss a day, might miss a week, or even a month. But there are certain people that you deal with in your life where you just get back to where you were in the last conversation. It's like you, you just don't miss a beat. And so with our conversation that we had, I felt the need for us to be able to share it with the masses, because I think a lot of time um, people are deprived of a good, sound, wholesome, uh, mentally and spiritually stimulating conversation that's going to challenge them or charge them to be the men and ladies that God calls for them to be. So I'm honored for you to be on the air, and um, you know, I, I want us to be able to just keep back up to where we were on the phone before we had – Got off earlier. Uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about uh, experiences in life that you have to mm-hmm. find something uh, to uh, find something to laugh about in it, so that yeah. it doesn't eat you up like acid mm-hmm. each time mm-hmm. you begin to think about it. And uh, uh, in the world we're living in today, there's so many people hurting. And 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 many times there's a, a different reason, but the the most reason uh, or the most that I uh, when I listen to people talk is that many times we have a lot of unnatural uh, relationships, and what I mean by unnatural is that a lot of times we'll uh, take things for uh, uh, granted or assume 
or we'll put people on a pedestal that all this person we're supposed to put there is God. And so we begin to have form these uh, relationships, and then when we, at the end of them, when we get hurt, uh, if we can't find a way to laugh, if we can't find a way to smile, we'll uh, continue to go around hurting other folks because we still carry that around with us. And then, and and people, other people that hurt people. Uh, the reason why they uh, do these things is because you've given up your weakness. You've showed them your weakness, whether it be anger or whatever. When they say a thing, then you become real angry. And so many times we give people too much power in our lives, and, and we got to stop giving people all that power, and we got to quit um, uh, allowing people to hurt you because if you think about it, nobody can get inside of you unless you allow them and, and, and you know, and it's no matter what the relationship is, even if it's a uh, husband and wife, you have to allow that thing or whatever you want to call it to come to pass in order for you to become hurt. And am I saying that we don't uh, uh, we don't fall in love, or am I saying that we don't uh, have relationships? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have to have everything in a godly perspective. Perspective. And when we do things in a godly perspective, many times we won't uh, we won't we won't become hurt because we put it all in a godly perspective and we put people in their various places, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's beautifully said, and especially you know I, when a person is uh, talking to me about their situation. I always put myself in their shoes, so that way, I'll, that way I can speak to them not in a uh, put down way or anything like that. But sometimes, if we know the background of a situation, and to help us mm-hmm. understand, also most importantly, um, be prayerful for us to be able to say it, not just say the right thing, but say it in the right tone, in the right delivery for them to be able to uh, prayerfully receive it. But I was uh, when we were speaking earlier, I was thinking about even some of my own uh, personal experiences that I've dealt with where it could have, if you want to say it like this, it could have drove me crazy. I, or I could have mm-hmm. allowed it to make me angry, but I had to learn to laugh even at the expense of myself. And I found out a lot of times when you do laugh at yourself, a lot of times it kind of it, it removes the venom from the deadly bite, and also in case you mentioned earlier, in case someone else may try to use that as a blackmail or whatever, you actually went on and exposed exposing yourself first. Because a lot of times, mm-hmm. to me, just like the media, sometimes people want the first. You don't want to be the one to give the late breaking news pertaining to your mistake, your past, uh, your mess up. They want to be the first. So if you go ahead and you go ahead and put yourself after them, you remove that 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 sting that there you go. that uh-huh. person intended to hurt you, and and that and what happened, you actually help you to be able to bring the healing for you to be able to just laugh because a lot of times the pain is not the one that takes us out. 
is how we respond to it, but also Mm -hmm. we're allowing it to take our joy. And if we laugh, even if you don't know why, sometimes your own laughter actually promotes you to create joy. Yes, yes. You know, the Bible says laughter is good medicine to the soul, and it actually, it is. And, and, and you, if you state it, so you take away that sting that the enemy was intended to use, or uh, if you will, or the twisting of the knife, you take yeah, it away yeah. because you, uh, uh, I guess if it was like a bomb, you disalarmed it. And so right. now the the person, uh, they they. They have to find something else <laughs> because yeah, they can't yeah, use yeah. that. And and so when people understand that, it, it, everything in life that people are enemy uh, does, he tried to uh, use it in control. Sometimes uh, you uh, you haven't heard from a person in a long time, and your life is going along good and smooth and everything. And you you prosper and everything, and then all of a sudden the enemy will allow somebody from your past to call you, and and say a few things, and the things that they say are things that comes to try to uh, bring that memory or stir that memory back up, and where you was feeling good now you're depressed because you have allowed that person to control you through their conversation. Right, you know, right, and, right. and then I tell everybody, you know, we're grown individuals, and 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 we pay our own cell phones, so bills, and so if when people begin to start talking things that are uh, are not helping you but hurting you, then that's your phone. You you have the right to hang it up. <laughs> right, you don't right, you don't right. have to, you don't you don't have to listen to it. But many times we'll sit and listen to these things and and let it. Uh, uh, you know, you get up early on Sunday morning, and your your whole endeavor is to praise God and to go to church and have a great time. But then all of a sudden, the enemy will call you first thing Sunday morning and give you some uh, information that was meant to hurt you. And then that information, we could either choose to allow it to ruin our day, or we can choose to uh, just ignore it and go on and celebrate and laugh. And, and enjoy our day because it's our day. It's not their day. It's our day. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the, you know, yeah. we, we 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 have to as people. You know, we uh, we listen to a lot of, uh, especially in ministry. You know, you listen to a lot of horrifying stories about how people was hurt and different things, and and from the beginning, you know how the story is going to wind up. But yet and still, we have to listen to them because people want us to listen, and that's the right thing to do is to listen to their conversation. They're hurting, they're in pain, and they want us to listen. And and they're not in a position to hear, so then we have to remain in a stage of listening until they get into position to where they can hear what we're saying, and it won't be come about the wrong way. You know, it's it's all about timing. Everything is about timing. Even the actor on the stage or the comedian telling a joke, if his timing is off, then no one catches the joke or no one receives it because his timing was off. And so in right. life, when we're trying to help people, it's all about timing. Our timing has to be on uh, on point when we get it. And then we only get that timing is only on point 
when we're listening to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will let us know when people are ready to receive what we have to receive. Because sometimes uh, when people are hurt, we have to hurt them in order to let them know what was going on or what they was doing wrong. And I mean that in a, in a respectful way, but the, they, uh, in other words, we have to hurt them because we have to tell them things that they don't want to hear. <laughs> right, right. But yet and still, it's all meant to build them up and to encourage them. And, you know, and I've been on this earth about 59 years, and out of all of my 59 years, all the medication that I've taken has never uh, tasted well. All the medicine that was meant to heal me or cure me or, uh, or whatever to build up my immune system, it tasted bad. And what am I trying to say? My point is this. Many times the thing that we don't want to hear, that's the thing that's good for us. And many times, you know, right. that sugar pill, if you will, it does nothing for us. Why? Because we keep repeating that same episode over and over because we had sugar with it. But right. when we uh, take the castor oil, you know, when we were young, we take that castor oil. It didn't taste good at all. But yet and still, it wasn't, you, it wasn't no time to we up and moving around again because what that that tasted bad turned out to be good for us. And many times yeah. that's what we have to position ourselves in life for uh, to be mature enough to where we can hear uh, the right things that will help us to grow and help us to come out of the rut of doing the same thing over and over again all of our life. Many times we have repeated, I know some people that's been repeating the same situation for over 20 years, and they keep, you know, every year they go through the same situation. And, you know, and, and it's it's like if you keep running into a brick wall, when are you going to stop running into it? You know, you know it's there. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. But sometimes we have a taste for something until God takes that taste away from us, then uh, uh, we'll keep repeating that same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you were speaking about how sometimes it's good for us, don't taste, don't taste good to us. And it made me think how sometimes, you know, even when you're saying that some of the stuff that help us, it, we have to hurt somebody to help them, you know. And it's and not saying it in a uh, mean way or uh, demeaning way, but if you notice, like you um, you familiar with horses and stuff, sometimes you get a horse, you're trying to break him in. You're not trying to break his spirit. You're trying to break his will. Mm -hmm. And see, when just like when God deal with us, God is not trying to. Break or kill our spirit He trying to or He desire us to allow Our will To be his will Now mm -hmm. the devil And some people who may be controlling They're not trying to break Our will They're trying to break our spirit And if mm -hmm. they break our spirit Then by default Not only do they have our spirit But they have our will too Yes Uh huh but 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 God not like that. And so when when you were speaking about how sometimes we have to be broken, um, I thought about their arm or their leg because it's it's so fragile. A lot of time when it's broken, it's not set. So in order for it to be set properly and for healing to take place, 
place properly, a doctor have to actually break it to make sure it's broken all the way in order for it to be set properly. Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the bones of the bones are so 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 flimsy, if you want to say flimsy. And so mm-hmm. even though it may hurt the baby that the doctor, which is a professional, is breaking it, but his motive of breaking it is to set it for a proper healing to take place. And if he don't break it, even though it's already broken, but he has to make sure that it's broken right. So that way mm-hmm. the right the the right healing, the right healing can take place. Yes, uh, uh, because and what it is is uh, you have to break it in order that you won't be uh, like Moshephet. You won't walk around with a limp for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. See, uh, see, because they didn't re-break his legs and reset it, you know, so it would grow straight. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of it. We break it now. And then we turn around, after we break it, we put a uh, cast on it that will allow it to grow straight. You know, nowadays with modern uh, stuff now, they got they, they don't have to use the cast now. They have different kind of boots and stuff that they can put on now in the modern uh, doctorate that they have today. But the whole purpose of it is sometimes they look at it, and, and when you broke it, it didn't break right. That's what they say. It didn't break right. And so it won't heal right. And so sometimes right. it, I, in our uh, relationships, they don't break right. They don't end right. It, it turns out terrible. And yeah. so it has to be rebroken in order for what? We can put the right cast on it so that it will right. come back straight so that you won't be rebreaking others because you're afraid of what happened to you once before. And so th- that's the whole purpose of, of re-breaking it and trying to make it uh, grow straight and trying to make it uh, not only grow straight, but it's trying to make it the, the become strong again in that weak area. See, because if that area is not strong, then it would tend to re-break again when you put it under some more pressure. And so, therefore, mm-hmm. that, that's the reason why they give you the different pills and tell you to take vitamin C and D so that your bones will be strong and drink a lot of milk and all this kind of stuff and so that you'll become strong and develop so that, that when you put pressure on that, I don't know if it's your leg, if you're a track runner or football player, when somebody hit it, it won't break in that same spot. And see, and then what, now you have to, do all of that all over again because you didn't allow it to heal properly. And many times this is what we're dealing with in the church and in the world today is people that didn't allow time to heal properly. Many people I see today, they they had a horrible relationship, horrible relationship. And then within months, they're into another relationship and they still haven't healed from the last relationship. So now what did they wind up doing they wind it up, they have a vulnerable area that's still uncovered, still not strong. And so the minute that something resembles the the situation what they was in, then they will begin to what? That will come up to play, and then what? Now they're hurting somebody else 
that had no intentions of hurting you, but because it resembles the same thing that you went through, you're thinking that what? Uh, they're trying to do me the same way. Why? Because you haven't allowed your spirit to be healed. And, and and many people, we have to learn today that you just can't jump in and out of relationships, you know, just like a, a, a elevator, you know, a, a, like Superman used to do in the phone booth. Uh, we have to we have to take time in relationships and let ourselves heal. And healing is the the most powerful thing that we can do. After a bad tragedy of relationship, anything, even when we're sick, healing is the is the thing. Allow ourselves. Many people they'll have an operation and and they'll go back to work too soon and didn't allow themselves time to heal. And then what? They get on the work they on on the job about a month and then what? Now that that same thing then flared up again. So now what? They can probably lose their job because they came back and got a doctor's release. And the, and the job is telling them, okay, you got a doctor's degree, so, you know, we can't let you go no more. So, what, you wind up losing your job because you didn't allow yourself to, to stay out until you are properly healed. And so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, relationships are more important than what we make out of them today, you know. Uh, and there's different type of relationships, and we talked about that before, but relationships are more than what we uh, look at today. We would spend more time than research on buying a car, buying a home, or, or, or buying a product that we love so well, but uh, we won't spend no time on research on our relationship before we enter, enter into it. Right. Go ahead. I'm 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 gonna let you talk a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, I'm 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 enjoying my thing. I should have spoken to you 29 years ago. <laughs> but but, uh, <laughs> but you know it, it's funny. And it, it, you know even we were talking about uh, earlier being able to look at your mistakes. Yeah. Learn yeah. from it, but not just learn from it. Laugh from it. Yes. Laugh in it. Yeah. Laugh through it. And a lot of times, you know, when you kind of look at it, it helps you look at it from a different lens. A lot of times, there you go. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you can see, um, of course, you can see other people's mistakes, other people's faults in it. But let's examine yours. A lot of times, there you go. We there you go. we need to examine what okay, what attracted me to this to that. It could mm-hmm. be in a relationship. It could be choosing the wrong job. It can be mm-hmm. it can be anything. Not just a lot of times we just exclude it to a relationship. It can be anything. Sometimes we can make dumb decisions, just dumb, bad management. You know, not prioritizing properly. Sometimes mm-hmm. you take sometimes you taking uh, this person's advice over that person's advice. You know, so what mm-hmm. make us make the decisions that we make, and of course laugh at it. But mm-hmm. but we, but when we look at the mistakes that we've made, we can own up to it. Also, what help us when we be able to look at our own mistake and mm-hmm. learn from mm-hmm. it? Then what happens? We begin to look at those who it might have hurt us, and sometimes we mm-hmm. look at them from a different lens. We don't look at mm-hmm. them as 
as they are the ones that hurt me. They are the ones that abuse me. We can look at them as, you know what, this person, we we begin to see their hurt. We begin to see mm-hmm. why they do what they do. Now, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we are the ones that actually going to go out there to fix them. But mm-hmm. we know we know that we have we have an opportunity to pray for them, and you can pray for them from a distance. Yeah. But you can you can ask God to send someone that can properly minister to them, and also pray that God help them to be able to receive the help that they need. Now, even if mm-hmm. they don't receive the help that they need, then at least it helps you to properly forgive them, but also it helps mm-hmm. you to understand that it's not really them. It's the spirit within them, or it might have been the hurt within them. That's so it's so it. many it. variables. It's so many mm-hmm. variables that it help us, but ultimately the only way you can be able to get mature enough to be able to pray for someone who might have hurt you or even laugh at your pain, laugh at, you know, your own mistake or whatever like that, if you look at it from the whole angle and accept, you have to accept your mistake. You have to accept our own mm-hmm your part in whatever situation that might have transpired or whatever decision because ultimately nobody nobody has the right and nobody mm-hmm. do have the right to make us do anything unless mm-hmm. it's a legal court document or somebody have a gun in your head and making you or threatening you. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. So I'm not going to say 100% mm-hmm. that nobody make us, but I say the the, the greater Chance, the greater chance is us actually having the choice. Mm-hmm. And we make our own decision, but we have to own our decision. Yeah, that, there was a show um, years ago, and, and they'd ask you uh, about your choice. What are you choosing behind door number one, door number two, yeah, yeah, and door yeah. number three? And mm-hmm. that was your decision that you made. And sometimes... Yeah. In that decision, we made a poor choice because yeah. we really didn't take the time to. Uh, the Bible says, "Much counsels uh, uh, come good decision," and yeah. and that's the part that we we don't do today. We we don't receive counseling. Uh, as a bus driver, they have a slogan when you cross the railroad track: "To look, listen, and learn." And I say we need to use that same principle in our lives: to look. It's what happened, how it happened, and what part I played in it, and to be able to listen to people that can correct us and put us in the right place. And then after all of that, then we have to learn so that we don't repeat that same uh, decision or same mistake, whatever you want to call it, again and again and again. But we want to look, listen, and learn so that we can we, we we can move on from there. You can't move on if you keep making the same uh, mistakes over and over again. It's just no way possible to move on. And, and many of us, that's what we do. We keep making that same mistake over and over again, and we don't look, listen, and learn so that we can get wise counsel or we can get the proper people in our life that can help us to, so we can stop making those decisions. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, but it's 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 saddening that 
uh, I just put it like this: in our families, uh, we 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 got them. What people won't admit it, not we got all kinds of people in our family. We I got I call him Uncle Jojo. We got Uncle Jojo that when he comes to the Christmas dinner, we'll put him at a table by himself so that none of our guests have to talk with him or, you know, or have to interact with him for long periods of time because many times he's either drunk or and he says things that uh, he ought not say or even uh, we have some that are on the crack cocaine and they come to the family dinner and we have to keep an eye on them and all that kind of stuff. And, and and so what am I saying is that in life we have many examples that have went before us and we see how it destroyed their life, but yet and still still see family members making those same decisions that they made that put them in the first put them in that spot in the first place. And and to me it would seem as though if I saw my dad or my uncle or somebody else destroyed by something then to me it would seem that uh, I wouldn't try to repeat that same thing again. In other words, if my dad was a bad father, then I would try my best to be a good father to my children. You know, or if uh, if my dad was an alcoholic, I would never pick up a, a drink in my life. You know, mm-hmm. but many times we repeat those same mistakes of our forefathers. And, and and we don't have to because there's a God. There is a God that can give us power through the spirit of the Holy Ghost. He can give us power to overcome and to do anything on this earth that needs to be done in our life. And that's through the power of the Holy Ghost, or they call it the working of the Holy Ghost. But we have to be subject to the spirit in order that the spirit can work in our life in order that we can be healed, we can be delivered, and we can be set free, you know, because we don't have to walk in. And somebody that's probably listening tonight, uh, you don't have to walk in those same ruts as your forefathers did. You don't have to walk in that same spot as your uh, forefathers did. You don't have to live that same life. Uh, you may be one that was uh, brought up in the project and you feel like that, you have no way out, or you may be brought up in a life of crime, or you may be brought up in a life that you, you think is dysfunctional or whatever, but I, I'm here tonight to tell you that you, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. There is a God that can save and can truly deliver you if you put it all in his hands. Many times mm-hmm. we, we, we don't put it in his hands. We put it in our hands, and we're trying to do something about it. And we can't do nothing about it. It takes the spirit of God working in us and through us in order that we can be good. Because on this earth, it it dwells no good thing. You know, that Mm -hmm. we can make the right decision because God said he would give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And he would give you peace that passes all understanding. He would give you joy. He would give you all these things. God promised that to us. And it's up to us to receive God and to receive his gifts in order that we can live a prosperous life. Because in and of ourselves, we can't do it, uh, uh, Minister June. In and of ourselves, we cannot do it. When we try to lean and depend upon ourselves and our own will, that will is filthy, that will is evil, that will is it's not, it's not guaranteed. 
that you can stay on that path. But the will of God, the perfect will of God, will lead us and guide us to all truth. That's what the Bible tells us. And when we get into the, the perfect will and we want to live the perfect will of God and we want to live in God's statutes and his orders, then and then, then and only then can we live uh, an undefeated life. Hmm. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's a powerful thing when we submit to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You know, especially even you know what you were saying because a lot of times, you know, we don't talk about it often, but there's a lot of generational curses even within the church. Just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. being real. Oh, and even when my dad, my daddy said this. Matter of fact, um, he said this when I was a kid. But he said a wise man learns from his mistakes. But a wise man learns from somebody else's mistakes. So a lot of times we may not be paying attention to what may be going on within our family because of, uh, you know, just routine or sometimes we just let our guards down. But we really just pay attention. But also even for those who may have made some mistakes within the family or whatever, for us to not only acknowledge it, to those we have hurt, but even acknowledge it to our family, even to the, let's say, the next generation, whatever, no matter if it's your children or even the, the, the nephews or nieces, whatever, talk to them, mentor them, so that way they don't make those same mistakes, but ultimately let them know that they don't have to beat themselves up for the rest of their lives because of their mistakes. Mm-hmm. They, you know, ask God to forgive you, and you forgive yourself. If there's someone that you wrong, you make it right with them, you know. But but for us to be able to just talk and let people know, you know what, this is my past. This is what transpired with me. But the same God that healed me, that delivered me, that helped me for me to not be able to live a life full of me beating myself up is the same God that can help you. But also I want to make sure that you don't fall into those same traps. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, we're not really opening up to to people, so that way they won't make those same mistakes. Unfortunately, a lot of times, well, you know, they just got to learn on their own. They don't have to. If you talk to them, if you if you bring it up to them, now I'm not saying at 100% that they may take everything, or there may be some who may not take nothing at all, but there may be that one who listened to you, and make sure that they don't do those same things, not because you explain it to them, but because they know you and they trust that you open yourself to them and you took enough time to really open up your heart. You know, I I found out a couple of years ago, they said that the majority of the people who don't go to church, the majority of the people that don't go to church, the reason why they don't go to church is because nobody invited them. That sounds so simple. Mm Mm-hmm. But if somebody took the time out, do you know what? You know what? Uh, uh, do you have church on? You know, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I'd like to invite you to our church. That sounds so simple, but a lot of times people take it for granted. Well, you know, they 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 assume they jump to conclusions. Same thing with mm-hmm. us. Sometimes when God may be pressing somebody upon our heart, like I said, it might be a nephew, niece, might be might be a neighbor. You know, somebody. In the neighborhood that 
that they might need some godly counsel. They may they may need some mentoring or something. You know, mm-hmm. they may need an accountability an accountability partner. Yeah. Somebody's gonna hold them accountable or responsible. A lot of times we assume and we end up disobeying God's leading, but also we end up allowing someone that we could have helped get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, we missed that opportunity to mm-hmm. to to uh, to speak to someone, to speak life into a person's life, and mm-hmm. and that's what many of us are doing today. We're missing opportunities to share Christ, uh, and and to others by inviting them. The least we could do is to get tracks or something and invite people to our church. And, 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 and invite them to and, and and first of all we must live a life To where when we invite them Then they feel like that they are uh, That they should come And and, yeah. and, 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 uh, and, then, and then invite more As you can because these are the These are the duties These are the things that God Has placed us on this earth for Not to just sit on the pews not to where you look on Facebook and you see all the people just shouting and dancing and then they leave the church and they're not doing any type of work, you know. But uh, our job is to go into the church and get strengthened and get discipling so that we can go out and disciple others and be an encouragement to others. And the more that we give out, see, we look at just only the monetary uh, giving of tithes, but when we give out, Minister to others Then God will in return bless us Back because we were willing To share with others And and that's what we uh, In the church need to be about Our father's business and we need to be Because there's so many people out there That's hurting and and, and you, As you stated that we have just Assumed so much You know by looking and I gave you an example today I was at the park today and don't nobody take this wrong, but there was a young lady that was walking away from me, and from the posterior area, it, she looked she looked like a great woman. But later on, she walked towards me, and I said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and I'm not meaning this to hurt anybody, but I'm saying what I'm trying to say. Sometimes things, uh appear to be what they're not. And see, and we just can't assume. And see, that's what most people get in trouble. We're just assuming so much nowadays. We're assuming that people know Jesus. We're assuming that people uh, go to church. We're assuming that people know the Bible. And, and, and because we assume, we never take the chance <clears throat> to open our mouth, excuse me, and say something to people when with that opportunity is present before us every day. Mm. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we got to take advantage of the times because the times is it's so much going on in this world today, politically, uh, spiritually, uh, uh, in the family and uh, in the schools and everywhere. There's just, it's just so much going on at one time to uh, people need encouragement every day. And, you know, if you give the gift of encouragement, then you will get back the gift of encouragement. You know, so uh, we have to understand that's how God principles. If we do nothing, then we receive nothing. But when we are 
doing something, uh, we're doing something. If we give out uh, uh, our monetary to uh, feed, help feed the poor, then God would in turn will bless us back. And that's how his reciprocal works, that we, we have to be given out to get back. And if we would get busy in our churches, in our communities, uh, because it's 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 when you drive through I don't, I don't know when I, I, you drive through uh, Dallas and other larger cities, you see a church on just about every corner. But yet and still, our youth are being destroyed, and uh, yet uh, our families are coming apart uh, by you know by the droves. And there's so much going on. Just I'm just speaking from the black community aspect. There's so much going on in the black community. Yet we have churches on every corner, and we have to start coming out of those churches and begin to go into our neighborhood and try to heal our community. Because our community, because the Bible says, if my people were called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, that he would what, uh, and turn from our wicked ways, that he would heal our land. See, and mm-hmm. and we we're, we're gonna have to humble ourselves and begin to pray. And get out into the community and pray for the community in order that God can heal our communities so that our community can go back to prospering and be a vibrant community all over again. Now, we've spoken on so many topics here, and, and yeah. but it's all, it's all still relationships. And, and in order to have a great relationship, we must, first of all, have a relationship with God. Right, and when right, we have right. a relationship with God, then we're not worried about the person that hurt us. Because if you really look at it, they really didn't hurt us. They hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. When you do when you do evil to someone, you have put a dent in your soul, so to speak. You have hurt your spiritual aspect uh, of your own self. You did not really, even though all you did to the person was you, you, you might have hurt their flesh, but you can't hurt their soul, but you did damage to your soul by having ulterior motives and things against someone else. So you damaged your soul. See, uh, and we, we don't understand that. See, Bible say we can get a revelation out of that scripture that says that uh, Jesus said don't fear the one that can destroy the body, but can destroy the soul. And mm-hmm. see, and we, we just look at it one way, but we have to look at it that, uh, and then our Jesus also said that uh, no one can take my life, but I lay it down. And we right. as Christians, we have to realize that no one can take our spiritual life. Okay? We lay it down. And what I'm saying is that no one can take our spiritual life but God. And so that's the life we should always be worried about. Not our natural life, but our spiritual life. See, because even if we leave this world, if we leave it in right standing, we're going to another place uh, that uh, the other man couldn't touch or he couldn't take. And so we should spend most of our time, time worrying about our spiritual life in the spiritual life of others. And we re- then we were mature enough to understand that when that person uh, cussed you out or when that person did evil against you, that person needs more love than anybody else. 
because that person is actually hurting. It's hurting more than you because it's now it's they're hurting so bad till it's flowing outward. See, some people have kept it in, but now they're hurting so bad till it's flowing outward, and it's an outward manifestation that they're really hurting on the inside. And it's up to us as Christians, if we're mature in Christ, to understand that that person is hurting and that person needs Jesus. And then we right. should be the loving person, the loving person that would uh, uh, come in and try to help them turn their life around. And when we can look at things like that, we won't be offended as much. Because why? It's the spirit that's in a man that we have to get out of that person. Because it's not them, it's the spirit that's working inside of them that's causing these problems. I don't care if it's a, if it's a husband that, 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 that's unfaithful, it's the spirit of a homemonger that's inside of him that we have to uh, pray and ask God to get under control. If it's a, if it's an evil person, a person with anger, then we have to go inside and, and figure out what's calling that anger and so we can begin to pray for them. And to and to try to get that anger or sorrow or whatever spirit that's working inside of them, the only spirit that we need inside of us is the Holy Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. That was the spirit that the only thing we need inside of us. And when we get all of that together, then we can look at people in the right perspective. We can look at them as that they're not hurting me, but they're hurting themselves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the mature way and the mature outlook on how the church should stand that, they're not hurting me. They're hurting themselves. They're they're ruining their chances to get to heaven because you know you, you just can't do evil and make it to heaven. You know <laughs> you just can't right, do it. Right, you know right. now you can repent from it. You know and, and 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 start all over again. But if you continue in evil, you can't do evil and make it to heaven. And you can't you know do all this stuff that we see going on in the church, backbiting, stabbing each other, and talking about one another. Uh, you can't do that and make it to heaven. We have to get ourselves together. We have to show love, and the only way we can show love, the Bible says that no, uh, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So what? If I love a person, then I have to come under submission to them. Same way as if I love God, I have to come under submission to God. And see, because I have to be able to keep his command. I have to be able to do the orders that he's telling me to do. And the same thing as, as a, a family is the structure is, is set up that if you love, if the wife love her husband, then what she have to come in submission under her husband. If the if the children love the father and the mother, then what they they can only love them if they come under submission to the mother and father. Now you can say you love me all day long, but if you won't do what I'm telling you to do, then you really don't love me. <laughs> right, you know? right, and, right, and, right. And so. That's how we have to look at it, and that's how we have to be in the church, even with the pastor. If if we really love our congregation, if we really love our church, then we'll do the things that our church stands for, that our church believes, uh, uh, whatever organization that you're in, you'll do the things that they stand for. And then in doing that, then you're showing that you actually love them. See, love ain't, ain't, love ain't speaking. See, some see, see you got those slick jokers out there that can tell women all kinds of stuff and make them melt like butter, you know. But mm-hmm. that's that they don't understand. That's not love. That's not love. Love is an action. Love is an right. action. Love is love is I'm doing something to show my love. That's why many of the old people 
they they uh, we say they had a problem with expressing love, but to me, I think they showed love more than anybody else because uh, they did for their wife. They 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 worked hard. You know, it's good to say I love you and all that kind of stuff, but I can say I love you all day long. Is that what you want to hear, or do you want me to put some meat on the table, or you want to put you in a new car, new house? And it's what I'm showing action now. I'm showing you that I love you because I'm doing things to 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 help us as a family. And see, and those are the greatest ways. Love is an action. Just remember, love is an action word. If there's no action behind the word love, then it's really not love. Right. Hmm. You know, this this is, this is something that uh, many people have to really understand. And, and, of course, that is one of the reasons why, like, for those who are listening, this is the kind of conversation that, you know, we have. Myself and members of him, and and um, that's the reason why it it is helpful. I don't think I don't think um, there's a lot of conversations that are out that's going to be spiritually, mentally, emotionally edifying. You know, so if you in a conversation with someone, examine them, examine their conversation. What are you learning? Are you learning how to be? Not a better person, but a better person for God. And if you do that, then that's going to help you to become a better person for others. And then it can help you become a better person for yourself. But it has to be Christ-centered. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we we try to get into philosophy and which don't get me wrong, I'm into I'm into uh. You know, secular education, which is very important, you know, psychology, all those things are great. But the source of those things actually come from God. It actually comes from the Bible. You know, a lot of times there are some people, and I know that you're very familiar with it, so many people, they're they're against um, education because they feel like education is going to pull you away from the word of God. But in fact, true education comes from God, comes from the principles that God has laid out. That's mm-hmm. why it's so many people, is so many people, they may not be saved. Let me say that again. They may not be saved, but God still blessed them because they understand the principles. Is so many people who may be millionaires, and they give to churches. They may not be saved, but they give to churches. They understand the principle of giving. And they, if you want to say, I'll, I'll just say bless on a natural sense, but it's so many people that are believers, and they are not doing what the non-believers are doing, and they're not blessed. But the person that ain't saved, they're giving, they're helping, and the only part that's missing is salvation. But they still are getting the benefit on this side, not on, not the eternity yes. side, but on this side. Yes, because we have to understand with every law there is a principle, mm-hmm. and and see we think that uh, you know many people say that uh, we're no longer under the law. Well. Uh, but we're still under the principles of God. <laughs> God has principles. 
And right. and so within those principles, in order to uh, uh, just like the laws of nature, we have the laws of nature. We have the laws of uh, 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 evolution. We have the laws of uh, what you call a reciprocity, where if you give, it shall be given unto you. And we have the law of gravity. And, and so it, it, by us saying that uh, he done away with all the law, then I would challenge you to get on top of a building and jump off and see what happened to you. <laughs> you know, there is principles still in the earth mm-hmm. realm today that we have to uh, govern ourselves accordingly to. We have to govern ourselves accordingly. You still there? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, we have to govern ourselves accordingly to, and when we govern ourselves to those principles, those principles will in turn enrich us because we are following the the principles of God, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what that's how people that I know, many businessmen that I know, that's what they're doing. They take the Bible and get the principles out of the Bible, and 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 and, and use them to grow their businesses. That's right. You know, and different things right. like that. But we sit up in the church, and we don't use those same principles. Uh, to do it because we don't study our Bible enough to uh, to gain that knowledge in order that we can use those principles in the right and proper perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so that's what we have to do in our time today is to, to study the Bible. And the Bible says in it you may have eternal life. And what he's talking about, life not only in heaven but life on earth. See, the right. Bible has all kinds of principles. They got principles on eating. If we eat a certain way, we'll be healthy. See, if uh, if we uh, uh, do certain things, if we live our life a certain way, then we'll have long life, longevity. You know, so it, it, when we follow the principles of God on a daily basis, then uh, then we are will line ourselves up for just blessings upon blessings, blessings upon blessings. Yeah. So, I mean, so in other words, so, so in other words, are you saying because I'm um because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and I love the Lord, I go to church every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So you're saying if by chance I'm walking down the street and there's a lot of cars coming, you saying that. If I stay right there in the middle of the street and the cars are coming and it's dark and I have on dark clothes, are you saying that if I stay in that street, I'm going to get hit? You're going to get hit, brother. You're going to get knocked. What they say? You're going to get knocked flat out. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Because God, God gave you the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding to understand his principles. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the reason why I say that now, you know, we always kind of make make little small jokes or whatever. But a lot of times, people people throw the responsibility up upon God when God yes. said, "No, it's your responsibility." You know, mm-hmm. He has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He has already yeah. laid out everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like yeah. you say, and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Now, I ain't going to say everybody, but there are times 
we as believers, we're lazy. We just put it out there. And I'm going to say it like this. I know there have been points where I have, you know, it, it, it's, it's easy for us to say, you know what, well, God going to do this, God going to do that. When God said, no, I'm telling you to go do it. You know, yeah. I think about when the lepers, you know, they were healed as they went. When they, when, when, uh, when they were told to go take themselves to the priest, they were healed as they went. But a mm-hmm. lot of times we're not, we're not blessed, we're not healed, we're not, we're not receiving what God has for us because we're not even taking the initiative to get up and go do something. You know, you know we sing mm-hmm. a song at church, you know, I made a step. If you make one step, he'll make two. But God, God is not going to make his two steps until we make our, what, our first step. Yeah, he's not gonna make three. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta make one, and he's gotta make the other two. See, and, and that's what many people in, in, in the, uh, you know, we we kid about that uh, all the time about uh, let the Holy Ghost do it, let the Holy Ghost do it. Yeah. And and and, and Jesus said when he died on the cross, Jesus said it is finished. <laughs> so what that means is God has already done it. All that He's gonna do. It's up to you to get in the Word, stay in the Word, and go govern yourself according to the principles of God in order that those things can manifest in your life. And and you can sit all day long and say, let the Holy Ghost do it, let the Holy Ghost do it. It's not going to do it until you get some knowledge in your head and, and, and know how to use that knowledge in order that the Spirit can inspire you, uh, enlighten you, on how to activate these things in the perspective places, and see, and that, and that's what we're missing in the church today. We we have to be able to let those things come together where they're supposed to be. Sometimes, you know, I tell people, uh, you know, some people have a problem with going to the doctor. I said, well, I have no problem going to the doctor. I said because if I don't go to the doctor and I'm sick, I said I don't know what to pray for. I could be coughing and think I got a cold and find out that uh, uh, I got something else, you know. And so I'm praying for a cold uh, when I need to be praying for uh, uh, something else, you know what I'm saying? But when we go to the doctor, the doctor would enlighten us and let us know what's wrong with us in order that we can pray in the right way. And that's the same way the Word of God works. The Word of God, when we get down in it, it would enlighten us on different areas of different spirits that's in our life that uh, it would enlighten us what's wrong there so that we can, what, correct those things and try to walk in holiness. And that's the key word, to walk in holiness. Holiness is not a denomination. It's not a uh, uh, religion. Holiness is a relationship that we have that brings about sanctification. And when we get into those areas of our life, then we can really truly see the blessings of God. God will produce favor in our lives, and he will cause men to give unto our bosom. He will cause change reactions of things to happen uh, in our lives. And, and when we get into that and we quit letting the devil manipulate our minds and our spirits and, and, and all of these kind of things, then we can be totally, totally blessed by God. And, and and when we really get into the Word of God, it's refreshing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it should be exciting. It, when we hear the Word of God, it should be exciting. It, I mean, it should be something that we just we just uh, 
uh, moan and groan for our spirits, moan and groan for the word of God. It's something that that should be. Uh, uh, we just can't wait to get back to church to hear hear the word of God and see these things are mentioned in the uh, Eastern uh, in our Western culture. You know, you can go to the uh, Eastern culture and these people would sit and they would have church all day and all night because they are enjoying themselves. But in our world today, in this world in America. You know, uh, church can only last for about an hour, so, uh, you know, we're, we're bored with it. Now, how can we be bored with something that we're going to do uh, eternally? We're going to sit at his feet eternally. We're going to praise him eternally. We're going to listen to him read from the scriptorium uh, eternally. And, and, and then we can, we can only sit in church for a couple of hours, and then we got to go. You know, mm-hmm. and so that means that what we're not enjoying what we're doing anymore. You know, and when we get that attitude back in church where we're enjoying what we're doing, oh my God, you talk about the miracles that we're going to see in the church and the signs and the wonders that we will see because we are enjoying what we're doing. And we have to enjoy what we're doing on this side yes. uh, in, yes. in the church. Yeah, I don't you know, know what about. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, um, you know, growing up, and I know you were the same way growing up. You know, we went to church every day, every day, every day. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Now, I didn't, I didn't have the. Um, uh, the, the summer vacation, the vacation Bible school. I didn't, I didn't have those, but but now as an adult, I understand about going to church. It's more than just attending. Not only mm-hmm. to participate, but most importantly, being fed. Don't get me wrong. I love worship service. I love it. I love it. You know, to be able to hear mm-hmm. good good worship songs and everything. But I've learned mm-hmm. a lot in Sunday school. Sunday school, you can ask those questions that you can't ask when the preacher's up preaching, and you know you don't you can't raise your hand and and you know him going him or her gonna answer some questions. Sunday school it teaches you, yeah, it teaches you a whole lot. And a lot of times when you look at it, our Sunday school teacher has said this. A lot of times people run away from Sunday school. Because we might not, we might have been bad in secular school. So when it comes down to it, we end up going to Sunday school, and now we got to answer some questions. And a lot of times, people people run from it because also they don't want people to know that they don't know certain things. And mm-hmm. look here, it's not a competition when it comes down to your salvation. Forget about that. Doesn't matter what you know or what you don't know compared to somebody else. And if you can, you know, if we can be just transparent, you know what? I don't know that. That doesn't mean that you ain't saved. It doesn't mean that you don't believe in God. It has nothing to do with that. But we live in a point where it's time for us to really know God's word in its proper use. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. For many of us, we know yeah. scripture, but we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't know uh, 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 in its use, nor how to actually apply it in our lives. Yeah. 
and see, and people get misunderstood. I've seen people that couldn't read that started going to Sunday school, and they were teachable. Mm-hmm. And they learned, and they made some of the greatest preachers, uh, uh, some of the greatest preachers, because they learned how to read, and they was enthused about it. So it's not about you, because that's not humbleness. It's not about you, what you don't know. Because in order for me to teach you, I have to find out what you don't know in the first place. It would be redundant of me to teach you on something that you already know. You know, if you know 2 plus 2, I don't need to be teaching you 2 plus 2. So we need to analyze ourselves, and then we need not be embarrassed. We need to ask uh, questions, uh, and and, you know, and to say, I I didn't quite understand that. Can we get a little bit more time, or can you explain that, or can you uh, write it down, or give me some other book that I can read or, or something? And then by doing that, you would increase your learning uh, and, and, and it would make you a greater, uh, not only a natural person, but it will make you a greater uh, a person for God because you're, you're learning the word of God. Like you say, you're learning how to apply it to your family. You learn how to apply it to your, uh, uh, your job. You learn how to apply it to your finances. And you, I mean, you just learn how to apply God everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you. I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't mind being transparent. Um, in secular school, I was not a great um, student. I was horrible in reading. I hated to read. I was insecure about my voice and, and all that stuff. So um, I was very bad in that. So when it came down to coming to Sunday school, mm-hmm. it really helped me. Sunday school really helped me with the confidence of reading, interacting with people, which that was something for those that know me when I was small. I didn't do that. You know, I was always I was always around someone that was more vocal than I was. You know, they were my mm-hmm. mouthpiece. You know, when it came down to answering when it came down to answering questions, I relied upon somebody else. When it came down to uh having somebody to read and especially when we were in school they would uh, say, "Well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna read this book, and uh, each person gonna have a, uh, a paragraph to read." So I would kind of count to see how many paragraphs there were, and then how many students there were until it got mm. to me. And when I started looking at, okay, my paragraph gonna be two lines, I'm like, "Yes!" Or if I look and say, "Okay, well, my line gonna be, wow." 19 lines, I would have anxiety. I, I mean, I was stressed. And and then what, what made me mad was when I would have my two lines and, like, oh, I heard him read those two lines and the teacher say, well, you know, since those were short, how about you read the next paragraph? And I would get ready to sew up. But I said all this to say this. I was so bad, but when I came to Sunday school and started mm-hmm. interacting, and was not afraid, not not only not being afraid to uh, tell, or let it be known, I'm not a great reader. Or I can't, you know, I, I'm, I'm I can't do that. I can't do that. But even if I was wrong from a biblical sense, if, if, mm-hmm. I, if I answered the wrong, if I answered the wrong question, if, if I mm-hmm. answered wrong, I had to be willing to be wrong, and when I was willing to be wrong, I was willing to be corrected, so that way I could be willing to be right. It would help yes, me be right. Yes, it would yes. help me with my understanding. So it really helped me a great deal. 
and 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 it helped me to even have the principles to even intertwine it with the businesses that God has uh, blessed me to be in, or even the ministry that God had blessed me to be in, and it and it really helped me. So it really played a huge part in not just in church, but even outside of the church. Me as a man, as a father, and it would be it would be crazy for me to expect my son to do good in secular school if I'm doing poorly in summer school, in a Sunday school. I'm telling mm-hmm. him he needs to go to a secular school, but I'm refusing to come to Sunday school. So that helped me in, in another um, another point. It helped me to be accountable to make sure that I was an example so that way I can show him, you know what, it may be hard in uh, secular school. How about this? How about I'll show you what we're doing here? And, and also, like I said, it helped me to have a better understanding, mm-hmm. not just with him, but even with others and even with myself. So you, you, said, you said a key thing. You, you, if, if you don't mind, one quick thing, um, we see somebody on the line. We're going to okay. get an opportunity to come in. Um, okay, go ahead. We have, we have a few minutes, but I'm going to get this person on the air. Hello, welcome to Reckon in My Heart podcast. You're on the hair. How you doing today? Hello, you there? Anybody on the air? Okay. Hello, anybody on the air? Okay. Not seeing this thing. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I tell you what. Um, how about this? We're going to get ready to wrap it up in a few minutes, but um, we're going to have you know some closing remarks. I'm going to have you to have the closing remarks, and then if you don't mind, not only in giving the closing remarks, but just in case somebody may have been listening, and just from the words that might have been said, what kind of what kind of encouragement can you give them to let them know? How much they're loved by God, and also just case somebody may have been listening to this who who wasn't saved, and now they're seeking. They really want to know who this Jesus Christ is that we've been talking about. Okay, uh, first of all, I got to tell you that it's not as bad as the enemy make it out to be, and there's nothing that we can do. That changes God's love for us. God loved us. He, he He had so much love that what He said was that He gave His only begotten Son for us. And most people won't give their Son for people, but God loved us so much that He gave His Son for us. And not only did He love us that much, but He loved us so much that His Son gave His life for us, and He gave us grace. And God is a forgiving God. There may be someone out there that think that they've done something that they they can't be forgiven of. But I come today to tell you that God can forgive you. But the question is, can you forgive yourself for whatever you've done? Can you forgive yourself? And God is standing and waiting to receive you into his kingdom. He's ready to receive you to uh, to, to be his child. He's ready to receive you upon tonight. He's a loving God. Oh, sometimes he has to chastise us when we're doing wrong, but he, instead he cares so much for us 
that he knows what's best for us. Many times we think that we know what's best for us, but we really don't know what's best for us. But God knows what's best for us. And again, there's nothing that you can do that that's so shocking and so it's it, it really is nothing on this earth that ain't nobody done done before. You think that you're the only one that's done it, but you're not the only one done it. There's several thousands of people that have done the same thing that you've done, and they they've asked God to forgive them, and they went on with their life, and they become greater people because of it. So if you don't know God in the partner of your sin, and if you want to receive salvation tonight on this airway tonight, you can receive it in your house, wherever you are, in your car, wherever you are, you can receive him today. But then you must go and confess him before all men. And so what I'm going to say here now is just all you have to do is just say, Father, forgive me. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to come into my life. I ask that you would make me whole again, and I accept you, and I uh, receive you. I ask you to forgive me for everything that I've done that's been out of your will, and I receive you in my heart tonight. I receive you and your teachings tonight. I receive everything that you have for me tonight. And if you said that out loud, if you confess that out loud, God has heard you tonight. And he expected he has great expectations for you. He has great expectations for you. God has a place to to put you in that you don't think that you could you 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 never would have been able to get there, but but because of God. And so God is waiting tonight. And God is here, and He's already done it. All you have to do is to receive it in your heart, to receive it in your heart, and to practice what God has done. Get into a Bible believing church that believes in the Bible, the total Bible. If you're in the Dallas area, uh, Minister June gave out an address. You can go over there on Cardinal Drive uh, to the True Believers. Or if you're in other areas, seek out, just seek out a God-believing church, a Bible-backed, God-believing church, and just go on and be successful in your life. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to thank Minister Tim Green for coming in and visiting with us on today. And this is not his first time, but it's definitely not his last time being on the air. And we thank God for those who are listening, those who are helped by just our dialogue. And like I said, this, you know, this is what we do. This is what we do uh, when we off the clock. And sometimes we just, we on phone, we might we might be on the phone for a while, for an hour or whatever, just talking. Most importantly, talking about Jesus Christ, and it helps me. And I'm honored to be able to uh, even have an accountability partner. That's something that a lot of times we don't acknowledge, we don't talk about, or even uh, desire to. But that's going to really help us to have somebody to help you to stay focused. You know, uh, Minister Tim Green and his wife. My godmother, sister, May Green, I, 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 I use them as my, uh, like the horse blinders. They help me, and uh, they, they feed me. So I thank God for you all. I, I love you all dearly. Uh, I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and listened and supported this uh, program. If you have any suggestions on future topics or future episodes, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. 
B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Piers and Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos that's on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel and or go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will also see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to my store section on my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform, to inform men the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or fathers of present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and listened to the show. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you and good night. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.